everybody. Hello. Welcome to Relatable Rambles. Relatable Rambles. I feel like I almost stumbled on the relatable part. You did. <laughs> relatable Rambles. You know, English. <laughs> Words are hard. Words are hard. <laughs> Every time I'm doing like some kind of fitness instruction and I fumble my words, I always am like, ah, English is hard. <laughs> That's just how it goes. Yep. But speaking of fitness, this is going to be our first health and fitness episode. We're going to try to do a health and fitness episode once a month, at least, I think. Yeah. Once a month. I think that's what we talked about. Yeah. Mostly because I think health and fitness is something that a lot of people struggle with and plays a huge role in a lot of people's lives. So anyways, yeah, we're going to try to shoot for talking about fitness, exercise, diets, you know, nutrition-based information. Um, one, because I'm a fitness, fitness again, fucking English <laughs> words. I am a fitness professional. That is my job. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and Mandy is not a fitness professional. No, I am not. But... I think represents a lot of people in the world in terms of her journey in health and fitness and, um, you know, can relate to a lot of struggles that people have. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. We're going to go all the way back today to our when we were kids, essentially. Like, I want to know Mandy's history. I'll talk a little bit about my own history because I think there's going to be some things that people can hold on to and relate to and that maybe can really resonate with other people. Okay. All right. So, Mandy, do you want to start? You want to talk about kind of what your um, health and fitness journey has been like throughout the years, like kind of where you were as a kid and where things kind of started to shift a little bit for you? Sure. Um Growing up, I was an athlete. I mean, I started playing basketball when I was six, seven. Oh, that's early. Yeah. Wow. Um, maybe seven, playing on a team. And I mean, you know, when you're seven, your practices aren't really any kind of strenuous. <laughs> it's like herding cats. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but then... I started playing softball also, I guess baseball at that point. Mm -hmm. um, and I played both of those things until I was 12 or 13. Uh, and then I started playing basketball, just basketball. No more baseball, softball. Um, and so that was probably junior high, seventh grade. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, once you're into that age, it does get to be more activity. Yeah. The practices are more running and more. Did you guys do conditioning outside of just like practicing basketball? Did you have specific like weight room classes and like conditioning type practices? Not in, not in junior high. Oh, okay. Not until I got to high school. Okay. So really just up until high school, it was just, I mean, being a kid and how you are active and, you yeah. know, do whatever. Um, but then high school, I was playing 
11 months out of the year. Wow, that's a lot. And I would say six days a week, mm-hmm. sometimes seven, depending on if our Sundays were mm-hmm. mandatory or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did the weight room and all kinds of conditioning and drills. And um, I was in the best shape of my life. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't think my eating habits were... I was going to say, so what, uh, growing up, what was your nutrition like? What is your family's go-to type way of eating? I was really picky. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were always on the go because my brother played baseball also. Okay. So they were always getting one of us somewhere. Um, so dinner a lot of the time was, you know, fast food. Yeah. Yeah. But being as active as we were didn't really matter. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then with high school, I didn't eat a whole lot in high school. I was one of those people that I would eat little tiny bits at a time. Mm-hmm. Like you're you know. a grazer more so than like a meal person? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I only ate when I was hungry. So I was very fit. When you were young, did your parents ever put an emphasis on like eat your fruits and veggies I don't think so. No. Okay. No. There wasn't ever really any eating restrictions or. No talk of like mindfulness and eating. Like you got to drink your milk for calcium or. Not it was that just I can like remember. Eat, eat whatever. Yeah. Not okay. that I can remember. Okay. I'm always just, I'm always just curious to see how people grew up mm-hmm. and like if nutrition or like a healthy diet mm-hmm. was ever implemented. Right. Into people's lives. Yeah. And kind of just gauge where you eventually learned that or maybe you've never learned that that kind of thing I'm just curious um yeah no I don't really remember ever talking about that Mm -hmm. we just kind of ate what we wanted when we wanted Mm -hmm. what kind of stuff did your parents keep in the house everything yeah yeah I mean we were the house that I had a friend growing up that her her house was very very healthy Mm -hmm. so she'd come to my house and she'd go crazy soda and (laughs) chips and (laughs) that was the fun house yeah Yeah. okay um but in that sense I feel like she was so restricted that she just went wild when she was given the opportunity you know sure so I don't know I think both both ways can have their pros and cons well I I think they're both the extremes right either you're allowed everything that you want Mm -hmm. whether that's you know indulgent food or what's considered quote-unquote junk food right or if you're not allowed to have certain things and you're really really restricted Mm -hmm. then people when they are adults and they have freedom of choice they end up choosing the things that they weren't allowed to have as a kid right and they go a little overboard yeah and so yeah it's like yeah and she's really healthy now (laughs) Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. That would yeah. be an interesting I mean, I feel like she has a really nice balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Anyways. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. Um, I mean, so working out with a team is also very different, I think, than you get as an adult. Yes. Because um, there's always someone that you're either trying to push yourself harder to. Yeah. A little bit of competition you know, in mm-hmm, there. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and just always someone around to work out with, so it was fun. Yeah, there's a level of community and camaraderie in that, and if that's how you socialized, too, and that was also your exercise, I mean, mm-hmm. they went hand in hand. I mean, yeah. that's, that makes it 
you know, something that you obviously stick with. Right. Because that's how you hang out with your friends, too, is being active. Playing yeah. On, playing with your team. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then in college, you know, I played I played intramural basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't really – it was, like, once a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's where, you know, my body kind of started to change because I wasn't doing – all that I was in high school. Yeah. How did that affect your confidence level? Did you notice a change or were you still like, ah, no, I'm good. I'm, you know, still an athlete. I don't, I don't think until my mid-20s I really started to kind of go, oh, I've gained some weight. Mm-hmm. Not as in shape as I used to be. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't say until until then, like mid, mid-20s probably mm-hmm. is when I really started to notice it. Okay. Yeah. So post college, what did you do activity wise? Uh, well, you know, working full time, yeah, makes it a lot harder. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm not a person that works out very well by myself. Probably because you grew up in a team environment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, when I go to the gym, I I just don't know what to do because mm-hmm. I've always had somebody telling me what to do. Yeah coach or whatnot basketball leagues for women are few and far between yeah so and that's what I if I could do that every day for exercise that would be what I would choose but it's hard it's hard to find that it's hard to find an environment or the form of exercise especially if it is a sport Mm -hmm. that's one year round yeah and two that has a frequency and a time frame that fits your schedule right yeah yeah I really enjoy group like fitness classes, mm-hmm. um, but again, those are those are gyms that I can't really afford. <laughs> yeah, which makes it again really or, challenging. Or the timing of them didn't work with my work schedule. Yeah, so I don't know. My activity level definitely has plummeted since yeah college. Have you had phases where you are super active and things are changing? Or have you noticed that it's just been a consistent decline? I've definitely had phases, um, especially when we do like group friend challenges. Yeah. Um, plus, I have done every gimmick there is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not alone. Yeah. A lot of people can relate to that for sure. Anything, Anything that all... says. Yeah, you know, it's you're gonna get these results in this many days, uh-huh. or that you're do this and you're gonna get this type of body, or you're gonna lose this amount of weight. Yeah, you're, you are not alone in that. That's yeah. for sure. Um, and they all worked for me, mm-hmm. but as soon as I stopped them, yeah. I went right back to they're to not how I was. They're not meant to be sustainable. Yeah, not yeah. sustainable at all. Yeah. I guess just for me, it's just trying to figure out how to make those changes to my lifestyle mm-hmm. without a quote-unquote, you know, gimmick. Quick fix type deal. Yeah. We can, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. Yeah. Um, so that brings me to what is your current status in terms of what you're doing activity-wise, nutrition-wise, fitness-wise, and then also what is your goal? Like, do you, if, if one exists, do you have one? <laughs> I am nowhere on a journey right now. Okay. <laughs> my nutrition has not been great. Okay. My um, 
activity level has not been great mm -hmm. since my basketball league ended. I just haven't really done anything. Mm -hmm. um, I also just quit the gym. Okay. <laughs> That's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on what your goal is, yeah. We'll find out if that's helpful or not. Yeah. Um, although that was mostly a money thing. Yeah. Just not not using it, so I figured why have it. Mm -hmm. I didn't see myself using it, so. Yeah. I would love to get back onto, like, my own nutrition program, not not one that comes from an app a box or, or an app or yes you know yep um I just have to figure out what that means for me what would you if you were to look at what your nutrition looks like what is you what would you say is your daily what it's what does it kind of look like like what I what's what your I average every day yeah like how would you say your day is structured typically in terms of how, what you eat and how you eat I mean I eat breakfast lunch and dinner every day okay um, Are you a snacker? Do you snack? Yeah, I do. Um, I try not to. I mean, at work, it's kind of, it's easier not to. Mm -hmm. Although, it kind of, sometimes it's easier not to. Sure. But, you know, sometimes when I give the kids snack, it's like, oh, they're having Cheez-Its today. I need to have a handful of those. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I try not to snack, but I, I definitely am a snacker. Do you cook at home or do you do takeout by your meals? Uh, both. Okay. I don't love to cook, mm -hmm. which I think is a big a big part of my problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Could be, you know, depending. It, depending. <laughs> wow. All right. New words. Words are hard today. <laughs> Depends on what you're buying, right. right? And what you would cook at home. Because mm -hmm. you can cook just as a high calorie indulgent meal right. as you could purchasing it yes. so it depends do you cook healthier when you're at home right or do you you know do you if you buy food is it healthier is it less healthy you know that I think where that's where the question lies mm -hmm. you know in terms of you know which would be better right yeah okay so then brings us to what's your goal do you have one is there one I mean Really, the goal is just to feel better about myself. Okay. I mean, uh, that means I would love to lose some weight mm -hmm. um, and just feel healthier. Yeah. You know? When you say feel healthier, what would that look like to you? Uh, not being tired. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, just having more energy. Yeah to do the things I want to do. Yeah, I mean, that is huge in terms of getting through your work day, in terms of feeling like you can go do exercise if you, you know, if say you set yourself up to do a workout class or mm -hmm. to go to the gym, that, you know, you have the energy and the capacity to do it. Right. Yeah. Rather than just be like, I'm going to go home because I'm tired and I don't yep. feel like it. And that's pretty much how my days go right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there a contemplation of a plan? Like, is there something on your radar that you're like, mm, I've been thinking about maybe doing this to kind of get to that place? Or is right now ain't nothing on your mind? You're just kind of <laughs> where you're at. Yeah. Um, like, your goal is there, 
but there's just you're like I'm not I'm not yeah there's nothing behind it yet I'm not ready for the action stage I mean the goal is always there to to feel better yeah and (laughs) and have more energy and all that but uh Mm -hmm. I don't know right now I don't know I'm not in that mindset yet yeah in the past what has kind of triggered you to get into that mindset to make actionable plans to kind of achieve your goals like you've said that you've done the gimmicky things and they've worked right and then they once you stop doing them they stop working but what has gotten you to be like oh I'm gonna try that um I don't know just finally getting to that point where I've had enough of feeling chubby and tired Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah you're looking in the mirror and not loving what you see so yeah yeah all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you're like okay I've had enough I'm gonna try this thing is it sometimes you come across something say whether it be on social media or commercial and you're like oh maybe that'll work for me and then you kind of the fire starts up again because you're like oh maybe this this will be the thing uh maybe but no just sometimes I just kind of click into that all right now's the time yeah I've had enough of this and Let's let's get going. What um when you say gimmicky things, what things have you done that have worked for you? And you want me to name the programs that I've done? Yeah, name a few just that come to mind. Uh, Jenny Craig. Okay. Arbon, Herbalife. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nutrisystem. I literally you name it. Okay. What one worked the best for you, and you did for the longest? Herbalife. Herbalife. And that was was, the one I did the longest for sure. That was shakes. Is that shakes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it, do you do meals or the shakes are replacing meals? The shakes replaced breakfast and lunch for me. Okay. Yeah. And then dinner you made on your own. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Were you working out at that time or did you just switch your nutrition? No, I was working out also. What were you doing for workouts? Whatever I could find. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I think I might have been going to 24 hour at that point too. When you would go to the gym, did you follow an app or program or did you take classes? No, I think I was taking classes. Okay. Or swimming or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. Okay. And so right now we're at the, there's a goal, but there's just nothing, nothing, nothing. else. No motivation right now. Just yeah. no plan. I, I feel of... like the motivation is, is coming. Okay. You feel it creeping on a little bit? Yeah. I wonder if talking about it maybe is what's igniting it, gets it a little my, bit. my competitive nature going. I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah. So we used to do challenges, friend challenges. Oh, that's, well, that's another kind of quote unquote gimmicky thing, right? And Mandy fucking won every challenge yeah. every time. But like, is that sustainable to, to be in a challenge forever? Right. No. So what I think that it did, it was a Kickstarter, uh-huh. right? But then when the challenge was over, then you were like, ah, oh, no, never mind. Yeah. Like, no, there's no anymore. competition anymore. Why bother? Right. So my hopes in the challenges, <laughs> right, was not only to kickstart people, but maybe for people to be able to find habits that were sustainable and that worked for them. But what I think is hard in challenge settings is that it's an all or nothing thing. So right. like if you didn't meet one of the requirements for the challenge that day, you didn't get the points. Right. Right. We did this like point system. And um, if you didn't get the points for that, you just essentially got a zero mm-hmm. for that, either that subject or that day. And 
the all or nothing mentality makes it really, really difficult to be sustainable and to stick with something for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's hard for me because I'm not, I'm not very good with the balance of nutrition and (laughs) yeah, it's either all or nothing for me. I'm going to do it full on Mm -hmm. or I'm just going to eat everything. Yeah. Do you, or have you ever struggled with any type of, I would say, like, body image, like, either body dysmorphia or, like, eating disorders or anything like that in your history? Uh, no, I've never had an eating disorder or anything. I mean, in high school, I was teeny tiny in high school. Mm-hmm. I don't think at the time I really thought I was, but I don't I don't think that I – I didn't think I was big by any means. Mm-hmm. But – um. I never tried to lose weight or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, that was never on your radar. No. You were probably just always very focused on your game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was strong. You're right. So I was all good. Yeah. And you were eating when you were hungry. You just ate little bits throughout the day. Right. You know, because you were so active and busy. You weren't in school. You were practice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's a little bit about you and kind of where you're at and yeah. where you've been. Yours. I feel like you're... Youth, at least, is going to be very different. It is, yeah. Um, mine's a little bit of a roller coaster, and I think the common misconception for people who look at people in the fitness industry and see that they live an active lifestyle, maybe they eat really healthy, that the belief is that it has always been that way, right? And that for my life has has that's the furthest thing from the truth is I started off as the chubby kid I was overweight and I say overweight for a kid um everyone always says you had a chubby stage but I didn't eat healthy because it was really picky and so I would only eat like chicken strips and fries and ranch mm-hmm. I really loved McDonald's yeah like I remember using it as a bribe too like my parents wanted to go to church and on Sundays at McDonald's they used to do it was the either the dollar menu or something I don't know I forget um but on Sundays I didn't want to go to church (laughs) still not religious (laughs) but I used to not want to go to church and I would say I'll only go if we also go to McDonald's and so that was that's kind of like just setting the stage for yeah. how I used to eat. Okay. And we used to eat dinner as a family, but my mom always made some sort of meat, potatoes, and I think it was like canned veggies, like canned corn, mm-hmm. creamed corn, that kind of stuff. Like it wasn't the dark green leafy vegetables that you're supposed to eat, it, you know, you're supposed to be eating. It was very much like, yeah, the meat and potatoes and that kind of thing. Um, And so I grew up eating that way. And then I was the chubby kid. My, both my sisters were not that way. Hmm. So it was really different for me to be the one that looked different. Did you, were you active? Not when I was little. Not when I was, like, really little. So I didn't start horseback riding until I was eight. Okay. So from, like, I would say, no, I was, I don't know, between, like, ages 
five and probably nine because it's the first year I was riding. I was still mm-hmm. really chubby. Um, I didn't do sports. Didn't do anything. Um, and my sisters did. Well, Ashley didn't really, but she somehow got my dad's genetics, the Portuguese-Spanish blood, and she was always tall and born with abs and tan <laughs> ridiculous like you see pictures of Ashley at six years old and she has like six-pack abs it's, it's wow. insane and then Shelby was a figure skater since yeah. she was really really little and so you know she was really active and she was teeny tiny and she's still teeny tiny because she's yes. only five feet on a good day <laughs> <laughs> and um that that just wasn't me I was average height and chubby kid but then I used to get made fun of a lot, mm. like a lot, Kids a lot. Kids are mean. Kids are mean. I think, again, I was my own worst critic, but I would hear it and, you know, from family members, not oh. like my mom and dad, but like my cousins or even my grandpa said something to me one time and I remember it like so well. And yeah, my sisters would make comments or something and they're kids right right? all kids are fucking me or like the kids at school and so when I was in like after I started riding I think I was in about fifth grade when I started skipping lunch oh wow Mm -hmm. and so I would start so I would eat breakfast I think and then I would my mom would pack my lunch but I wouldn't eat it just throw it away or what? Yeah, I would throw it away or it would sit in my backpack for, like, days. And I would, like, have days' worth of lunch just sitting wow. in my backpack, and I would eventually throw it away. And then I would get home and I would eat and stuff, but it was definitely a new pattern that started to develop, and I lost weight. And I started to get positive attention from other kids, which made me then decide, oh, I need to be thin. What happened with that was I think from the age of, you know, whatever age you are in like fifth grade, I think that's 10 ish. 10, yeah. Up until I think I was maybe sophomore in high school, I was never formally diagnosed, but I'm pretty certain it was anorexic. And I would, again, skip lunch, I would skip meals. And my friend Jackie, turned me into the teacher one day she told our third grade teacher we were in fifth grade but we still were like friendly with our third grade teacher they had mm-hmm. an intervention wow and like at, at 10 years old how amazing is it that she recognized that something was wrong and that I was doing something unhealthy and told an adult like that to now in hindsight I'm like wow that is so cool that she did that mm-hmm. you know I mean at the time of course I was Full denial sure you know um and I remember having the conversation with her and the teacher talking about you know that I was like no I'm not skipping lunch now I was lying and then I went home and I would eat so people would see me eat yeah you know so it was like trying to prove something um and then in middle school I gained a little weight in sixth grade and was me and Jackie would go to McDonald's after school until we read this article that like McDonald's has rats. <laughs> and then we stopped going. But we would eat fast food quite frequently and I gained some weight back and then immediately freaked out. 
that I had gained oh, weight wow. and went back to full on skipping lunch and would, you know, days worth of lunch in my backpack. So when you would eat at home though with your family, would you eat less? Yeah, I started to because what happens is you start to lose the ability to eat more. Like you're, it's not that the stomach like shrinks, but your body almost rejects like eating large amounts of food because it's so used to so little. And so you almost have to incrementally introduce normal amounts of food back into your routine. It's a little, it's crazy. Mm. Um, but yeah, and I remember losing my period in seventh grade, like just completely wouldn't get it. And at the time I didn't know that that meant that my body weight was so low that my body went into like survival mode. So Mm -hmm. for females, if you go below a certain amount of body fat percentage, it stops doing um, certain functions and it goes into like essentially life-saving mode where it goes into taking care of your organs and making sure you can live and breathe and all the things. And I remember being like, oh my God, am I pregnant? Not knowing how it worked, (laughs) right? Yeah, I'd never had sex before. Obviously I was 13, 12. Um, but I remember hearing in health class that when you're pregnant, you don't get a period. Yeah. (laughs) That was where my head went, you know? So I went into this whole, like, again, freak out mode. And then things kind of normalized a little bit in high school. But yeah, that's kind of where my youth was. It was very either super high or super low. Wow. It was very extreme. When I would ride... Um, that eventually became like my physical activity. I was actually exercising. And I remember my trainer would say things like, oh, I remember when you started and you were so chubby and blah, blah, blah. You know, and she would, you know, oh, you, you know, started riding and you lost all your weight. And I would just be like, yeah, it's because of riding. I got taller and it's because I started exercising, not people didn't know you you used that as 100 that's exactly what happened not because I'm not eating exactly exactly Mm -hmm. it was I 100 was like yeah it's because I now I ride you know and that was just obviously not the case Mm. you know so that was then and in high school I did cheerleading along with the horseback riding and again it's you got to be small I was the flyer and I needed to be light. So that was another like, gotta be small. And it it was the early 2000s when in the early 2000s, the trend was to be super thin. Yes. Right. Late 90s, early 2000s. I remember seeing, you know, people, I mean, that's when low rider jeans were a thing and you wanted to show your midriff. I mean, had to be thin for that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I remember seeing that kind of stuff on TV and in magazines and all of the magazines would always say, you know, so-and-so is so fat, or you, the media blows up these, you know, images of what is beautiful and what isn't. And I would buy those tabloid magazines. And so I fell victim to that toxic, toxic um, environment. Um, and then from there in college was when I started actually exercising to exercise like I would take group fitness classes I did all kinds of stuff I loved exercising like I loved activity and I would do anything from body pump to 
I did like a West African dance class. Wow. Yeah. Everything aerobics, loved it all, kickboxing. And I thought, wow, this is so freaking fun. I loved all of it. And Ashley and I would go and do all these, you know, fitness classes at the gym together. Is this before you were at Monterey? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. This was when I was at the JC. Okay. Um, And then when I moved to Monterey, I started doing, um, it's called the, it was called the Bikini Body Guide. And it's Kayla at Cinny's. Uh-huh. And loved her workouts. And I felt so strong doing them. And I remember feeling like, wow, now I could do a push-up push-ups were so hard like I thought that was never going to be the, mm-hmm. the case for me ever and I just fell in love with working out like gym workouts and stuff and they were high intensity interval exercises so you would do a timed exercise essentially or you would have a certain number of reps that you had to do in a certain amount of time frame it was a lot of jumping around so it was like jump squats burpees um just different stuff like that mm-hmm. and did a lot of running so I was still very small but I was eating more and my focus was exercising so before my focus was food mm-hmm. and then it switched to exercise okay which kind of made me almost ignore the food part so it helped me get better without mm-hmm. getting like professional help mm-hmm. essentially um and then when I was in college I started helping other people with their workouts and stuff like I was obviously in college for marine science like we talked about in the first episode (laughs) but I was falling in love with fitness and exercise yeah and so you know I was helping a couple of girls from my work and from my classes design their workouts or they would come to the gym and they would work out with me because I was going all the time I was (laughs) going like five six days a week and since then I've pretty much kept up a pretty steady exercise flow I would say but my food has always kind of been up and down I went from essentially like disordered eating to fairly normal to I would go through like binge eating stages and that's been that was like more recent I would say and it would go from like I would be really healthy like and quote-unquote healthy as in like I was tracking my macros and Mm -hmm. my calories and eating in a calorie deficit and then I would restrict myself from eating quote-unquote bad things right that we all call bad foods to oh now I'm gonna eat everything in sight yeah now I'm gonna eat beyond the point of being full and then hate myself afterwards yeah you know I would I never did the like purging or anything like that but I would felt like guilt and shame yeah guilt and shame yeah a thousand percent Mm -hmm. you know and then I would go through the guilt and shame for days right and I would keep doing it and it was always it's okay I'll start back on Monday yeah it's always Monday I'll start back on Monday and you just basically go all out balls to the wall gonna eat whatever the fuck you want until Monday And I did that for a long ass time. Hmm. And I would do like body checks in the mirror and just, again, just either feel shame or be proud of myself because I was being, you know, quote unquote, good. Yeah. I was hitting my numbers. I was doing the things, which 
brings me to where I'm at now. Yes. And I feel the healthiest that I've ever been. Um, you look the healthiest you've ever been. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. When you were in college, I just, I look at pictures from that time and like when we'd come visit you, you were skin and bones. I agree with you. I look at back at photos. You look perfect and healthy right now. Thank you. I You're appreciate welcome. that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I look back at photos and I have a mix of emotions when I look at old photos. Mm-hmm. I go from, holy shit. Oh my God, gross, you were so skinny. Or I go, oh wow, you looked better because you were so thin. Mm. See, I never thought you looked, as you just said, gross. Mm-hmm. But you were so skinny. I mean, I almost wasn't sure if you were healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that was a big concern for a lot of different people. Yeah. I remember, um, experiencing in like high school and college when people would call me skinny it was to me because I was hiding things right I was hiding like in those times like that I wasn't maybe Mm -hmm. eating at all or I was not eating as well as I should be or whatever it is I guess that was more middle school and early high school But when people would call me skinny, I would freak out because I thought that they were trying to accuse me of that I'm not healthy. And to me, calling me skinny was like someone calling me fat. Wow. I would, I, I'm not, I'm not skinny. I'm healthy. What do you mean? I, I ride a lot. That was what I would do. So you didn't associate skinny with healthy. It was just, Mm -hmm. I, it, Mm -hmm. to me someone commenting on my body was what would give me the anxiety or what would be the trigger for me to either lie or to go back to an extreme, you know? And so again, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. When you comment on someone else's body, regardless of what regardless, it is, it can go so many different ways, right? It can either, maybe they are in a stage where they are losing weight but maybe they're doing it in a really unhealthy way. And mm-hmm. someone says, wow, you look great. What have you been doing? Just spurs them on to keep doing what they're to doing. To keep doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. even if it's not healthy, right? And so kind of going back to where I am right now, I got to, I went through something. And I'm not going to talk about it right now. And I don't mean to be like cryptic and like mysterious, but it was a big deal. And it sent me into this kind of, situational depression in that I started the binge eating thing again because Mm -hmm. I was sad like really really sad and I couldn't cry (laughs) okay take time like when you're in a situation where you can't do anything but go to work and then come home and then just be sad mm-hmm. and your motivation to do anything else is just not there and so you just eat or you know like I just mindlessly like watch tv and stuff because I didn't want to do anything else or couldn't do anything else because I just was sad and upset yeah. um and again like didn't get any kind of professional help I generally just kind of like pull myself out of these things um but what 
I started doing is instead of like an all or nothing mentality, kind of like we've talked about in the challenges, Mm -hmm. like that's how I would go about things in the past. Like I would make these giant checklists of things that I needed to do. Like you need to do, you got to get your workout in, you got to hit all your macros. You have to like the, the list was endless. So to get myself into a healthier spot, I started to be like, just do one thing. Oh, one thing. And that would be like, go for a walk. Because at that time, like, I wasn't doing, like, a ton of exercise, that kind of thing. Because, again, I was in a state where I literally, like, it took all my energy just to, like, maintain normalcy with my clients. So they weren't like, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? You know? And um, so I would, I didn't work out, didn't, you know, again, I would just sit there and watch TV. Um, But I started to... Yeah, just give myself one doable thing. Okay. Rather than try to do these 10 billion things that I was convinced was going to get me where I wanted to be and how I would, that's how I was going to like my body, right? That's how Mm -hmm. I was going to be able to be like, okay, you look good, you feel good, whatever. When really, none of those times was I ever like, wow, I feel strong, I look really good, whatever. And so I started with the, like, yeah, I want to walk. So simple, right? Or have veggies with one meal. <laughs> so easy. Yeah. And then eventually, and I also started to write in a journal about my fitness and my food. And I, like we've talked about, I'm not a writer. I've never been a writer. And so I hated journaling my entire life. Never wanted to do it. And I would started with like one sentence. And a lot of the sentences were really fucking mean. Oh. Yeah, like really mean to myself. Saying things like, I feel gross, like you look gross, you know, whatever. And something about writing it down switches your mindset. Because it's there on paper that, yeah, you said that. And that was really fucking mean. And would you say that to anyone else? Exactly. Exactly. And when you see it on a piece of paper, you are like, oh, I don't want to have to write that again. Or I don't want to see that again. That's really mean. And then I would follow it up with, it's okay, tomorrow's a new day. And for some reason, that little tiny thing, like just saying, tomorrow's a new day, I was like, okay. And I would, the next day, do something and I would be able to you know do something small and I would write you know even if I didn't feel super great about myself the fact that I was writing down but at least you went on this walk or at least you ate the vegetables you've got this keep going I would literally write that and then the next day I would feel a little bit better so simple but it's so 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 tiny and then I would start to add things Okay, so now you can walk. You've done your walks. You've been really consistent with that. Now you actually feel good about yourself walking. Let's see if we can add in a workout. So I would say, you know, I wouldn't go balls to the wall. You have to work out five days a week. You have to work out six days a week. It was do one 
see if you can get one workout in. Mm -hmm. And then I went from being able to do one to now I work out consistently five days a week. Wow. And it's easy. It's not hard. Are you still journaling? Yes. I have been journaling now consistently. I filled out an entire journal. Oh. Yeah. An entire journal. I'm on my second one, like halfway through it, which is to me, like I have purchased many journals Mm -hmm. over the years and I've maybe filled out a handful of pages ever and it's been like grocery lists. Yeah. And I don't actually ever use them. For what they're meant to be used for. Exactly. But now I'm using them and it has completely shifted how I feel. mindset. Mm -hmm. And now I've been treating even nutrition with fuel because I, so I went from like completely just over controlling with the way that I would eat to just eat when you're hungry. And then I went and then I would add into the list like, okay, let's not shoot for a calorie goal or anything. Let's just try to like shoot for things that were really beneficial. Like, did you hit your fiber today? And that would mean that I was eating more vegetables or I was, mm-hmm. you know, because one, two, I, I've been reading um, these scientific studies on the increase in colon cancer and how majority of Americans don't get enough fiber in their diet. And colon cancer is very, very, very serious and kills a lot of people. And I was like, Oof, if I can prevent that just from eating more nutrient-dense food with things like fiber, it would probably make me feel a lot better. And it has. Helps with digestion. It has decreased bloating, which, you know, makes visually, right, you feel less fluffy. You know, people use those terms like, oh, uh-huh. I just feel fluffy or, you know, whatever it is. And, um, you know, that women talk about the lower stomach pooch or whatever. Yeah. It's generally your intestines, like right. gas and bloating, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and then are you getting enough protein today? Not trying, again, not trying to hit a calorie goal. Like, are you getting enough protein to be able to see some muscle definition for the workouts and the work that you've been putting in? And are you getting fiber? Are you eating enough veggies? <laughs> and that has changed my health wow. significantly. And so now my current process, so what I do daily now is I get 10,000 steps. And only on days that can be realistic. Knowing, I was going to say, you spend so many of your days driving. Yeah. How do you do that? So How do you get that many steps in? I take the dogs on walks. Okay. Um, and I walk on the treadmill. And, and um, like I'll go on walks around the neighborhood with the girls and stuff, the dogs. Um, or I'll take them to the park or whatever. Um, but on days that are busy, and I look at my schedule in advance and I see this is not a realistic day. So you get 10,000 steps. So you're just not going to get them. And I'm just. And you don't and, hammer yourself for it. Nope. You just accept it and move on. Yep. Wow. Yep. Because I look at it in advance and I go, it's not realistic for you to try to get 10,000 steps that day. Mm-hmm. And if you say that I'm going to get 10,000 steps that day. And then you don't. And then, and then you you're just going like to shit on yourself failure. about it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So what I essentially, in a nutshell, started doing was giving myself realistic things to do. Mm -hmm. Like make them so small that they're achievable and not... Almost without thinking about it. Yeah. And that shit adds up. Like the, they're so tiny. Like it, so it would be like walk to your mailbox. So easy, right? But when you're in situational depression or you feel so down on yourself that sounds like you know a going outside Ugh. yeah it's n no yeah <laughs> I don't want to do that mm -hmm. right and I think uh, that a lot of people get that way when you're unhappy with your body or you're unhappy with your health and fitness right where you are in a place where everything sounds really hard and it's kind of like, what's the point? What's why, the fucking why point? Why even bother? Because it's going to take me I've so backtracked long. so much or I have so much weight to lose or I'm in this place where I have barely any time in my day. I have kids. I have a job, whatever it is. Again, we then we get paralysis by analysis, right? So we yeah. just do nothing. Why even bother? And it just fucking gets worse. Yeah. Right? So, and it sounds so cliche and so dumb, but I'm like, just fucking pick one thing. Pick one thing to do. And then when you can be proud of yourself for consistently doing that one fucking thing, I guarantee you're going to be able to add one more. I guarantee you. And again, make it so realistic. Again, if it's like, it doesn't have to be 10,000 steps. Say you're going to fucking get 3,000. Like, look at your, everyone has iPhones. Everyone's iPhones track your steps if you carry around your phone all day. Mm -hmm. And see what your average is. And just try to get maybe 500 more. Yeah. Cool. You just, and it's so small. And then you get, it's the, the feeling of being proud of yourself for accomplishing something that really just changes the game. Like if that makes such a difference and it's made such a difference for me again. So now I get 10,000 steps on a realistic day right I'm very honest with myself if this is not going to be a realistic day don't fucking put that on your list <laughs> right acknowledge that it's not going to happen okay and then I do five workouts a week two full rest days like I will walk you know sometimes I do the 10,000 steps on those days um because I bring the dogs to the park and I have a lot of Vishla guilt if I do not exercise <laughs> the dogs. Yeah. They make it very apparent that we haven't done anything in that day. Um, so yeah, do my 10,000 steps on a realistic day, my five workouts a week. My current workout split, because people sometimes care about this, is um, I do two leg days. One is gluten, ha uh, gluten hamstring focused. One is quad focused. And then I do a chest and triceps day. I do a back, biceps, and shoulder day, and then I do a uh, treadmill workout where I do sprints with abs. That is my current workout split. Amazing. Um, and then what else do I do? My nutrition currently is really freaking basic. Eat when I'm hungry. If I'm not, you know, super hungry, I don't fucking eat it. You know, it's, it's pretty simple. I guess they call that type of diet intuitive eating. I don't intuitive, need, it doesn't mindful, need a fancy name, yeah, whatever. whatever. You call it. Um, and then when I do eat, I try to have half of my plate vegetables, a quarter of it protein, a quarter of it carbs. 
I don't have to count calories and I'm getting in more fruits and veggies than I've ever gotten in. That is not my go-to. Have you broadened your horizon on the fruits and veggies? Yeah, you have. I have. Yes. What else are you eating besides broccoli? Um, <laughs> you make me sound so limited. Uh, asparagus, spinach. I'll do like mixed greens, kale. Nice. Yeah. I even have been doing like green peppers, onions, that kind of stuff. So green peppers. Yeah, green peppers. I know. Oh, I don't even do those. Wild, right? Um, my fruits are still pretty limited. It's watermelon, apples, and oranges. That's all I'll okay. do for fruit. That's okay. Those are good ones, though. Yeah. I'm just not a fruit person. I've never liked the texture of fruit, and I don't like the smell of fruit. <laughs> Fruits are pre- they're a pretty strong smell. Yes. So. Like, I hate, like, watermelon or melony smells. Fucking hate it. I'm surprised you eat it then. I mean, I don't, yeah. I hate the smell of it, but I'll eat actual watermelon, but anything, like, like margaritas or something that are like watermelon flavored. No, no go for you. Absolutely not. No. Okay. Strawberry scent. Gross. Hate it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if I, when I do eat uh, meals, it's half veggies, fruits or veggies, and then a quarter protein and a quarter carbs. And that has been like amazing Wow. for me. And what's wild is I weigh the most that I ever have and I'm perfectly fine with it crazy it's uh, uh, that is something that I didn't think that I would ever say because I've always been someone who's really obsessed with the scale I remember (laughs) I remember one day when I was in college in Monterey and I weighed myself and it said 112 and I was devastated Mm. that is nothing no that is nothing that it's is like, so tiny. Yeah, so, so tiny. So, so tiny. And I can't believe I was like, that's so heavy. What? Yeah. Like, to, the, 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 I even thought that is absurd to me. Mm. Absolutely absurd. Um, Especially being as tall as you are. Yeah. And so having I'm, the muscles that you have. I have I'm 5'5". Five five. At the time, I didn't have a lot of muscle, I would say. In Monterey? Yeah. You didn't? No. No. I was very small. Um. I was getting stronger, yeah. but I didn't have a lot of muscle mass. Yeah, There's a difference between strength and muscle mass, by uh-huh. the way. Um, and yeah, I can now lift heavier than I've ever lifted. And I feel like I have strength and endurance and like I feel like fucking badass, to be honest. That's awesome. Yeah, I just feel really really good I mean obviously everyone has things that still bother themselves about Mm -hmm. their bodies like I could nitpick my body pretty easily if I wanted to but the fact that I feel really good outweighs everything else for me well and again we're going to go back to you are your own worst critic yes yes because I mean looking or someone else would you know look at me and be like what do you mean? Like you're yeah, you fine. Are, like yeah. you look great. But but there are the little things that you feel and you see. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So like when clients tell me, you know, ah, oh, God, I have this extra weight that I really don't like, and people always are telling me like, oh, don't worry about it, whatever. I always give them space to feel that way, because everybody experiences things differently in their body, and you can feel. If you've gotten bigger, Mm -hmm. you feel when your clothes fit differently. And if you feel uncomfortable, 
I want to hold value to that. Sure. I don't want anyone to ever feel bad about themselves or feel uncomfortable. Um, but also, am I going to help people find the healthiest version of themselves? Absolutely. Right. And if that means losing weight for you to get to a healthier state, and I don't mean a specific weight number, but maybe it's lowering your cholesterol. Maybe it's lowering your blood pressure. Maybe it's being able to walk up a flight of stairs and not feel out of breath. Maybe it's to be able to at least be a gene size down because that to you feels better. You know, I just, there's so much more value, I think, than in feeling good. Yes. Then sometimes your appearance reflecting something. Totally. I chuckled when you said the stare thing because that's <laughs> me right now. Yeah. 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 Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it happens. It mm-hmm. totally does. And there are people go through all sorts of seasons in life. And we talked about kind of your seasons where yeah. like you went from being an elite athlete to, you know, someone who's struggling to walk up the stairs. And I'm sure for you, the mental shift in that is probably such a struggle it's really hard to get past yeah but and again these are just things that have helped for me and that worked for me but it was starting super fucking small and giving myself really small attainable goals yeah I love that I uh I might try and uh jump on that just if you give yourself one achievable thing mm-hmm and it doesn't even have to be every fucking day. Yeah. Maybe it is maybe 5,000 steps, two days a week. And if you can accomplish the 5,000 steps, two days a week, how proud of yourself you're going to feel. Right. right. Well, I mean, I'm on my feet all day long. Yeah. So it seems like that shouldn't be hard for me to do, but a lot of the times it's just standing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you find ways yeah. to negate that or you know maybe it's outside of work you're like okay after work I'm gonna go for a 10 minute walk yeah fucking 10 minutes and then you probably are gonna get to the end of that 10 minutes and be like either cool good job me or I can do 10 more exactly actually ended up doing that with my grandmother um she has this bike she's 86 years old and she kind of actually similar she's kind of getting a little depressed and stuff she's losing a lot of friends because at a certain Aww. age you start to lose friends and family members and she's like so I'm, I just don't feel like it I don't feel like exercising and I don't feel like going on a walk so um she just watches tv and so moved her bike into her living room and I was like okay grandma I was like do five minutes every day just five minutes while you're watching your shows mm-hmm because I guarantee at the end of that five minutes, you're going to be able to do more or you're just going to be like, okay, I did it. And then it shifts your mind to a positivity. Like I did the thing that I said I was going to do and you're a little bit proud of yourself. And that little bit of proud of yourself goes a long fucking way. Right. Because you want to keep feeling that way. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody wants to keep feeling bad. Right. Nobody wants to keep shitting on themselves. Right. Everybody wants to feel proud of themselves or feel good or accomplished or something Mm -hmm. and again like it sounds really cheesy but it fucking works and they're things that end up being sustainable in your life because you only gave yourselves things that were actually realistic and doable right you weren't trying to be like I'm gonna work out for two hours after work you're not gonna fucking do that absolutely not right so if it was 
I can do a 10 minute walk. I can do that. Exactly. See, <laughs> exactly. And eventually you get to a place where, you know, you can add more and then you find your limit in what works for you. And that's good for right now. Right. And you feel proud of yourself and you're doing stuff and it's more than you did before. And that's yes. huge. So I like that, it. Yeah. That's kind of where I've been now is just, I'm in a, I mean, it sounds silly to like toot my own horn, but no, it does not. I toot away. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really good right now. And like I said, yeah, I feel stronger and just healthier than I ever have before. Amazing. I'm and proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. It's yeah. One of my first times where I've never, I don't have a physique goal. I actually yeah. just have like health Healthy goals. Goal. Yeah. Um, like one of my goals was to lower my resting heart rate. And I did by three beats. Wow. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, that's pretty damn good. It went from 58 beats per minute to 55. Wow. Uh-huh. I was like, all right. And that was from doing, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention in my workout split, I've also been focusing on um, zone two cardio. So zone two cardio is between 60 to 70% of your maximum heart rate. It's essentially the zone in which you feel like you're doing something, right? But you could do it for a long period of time. Okay. Where you have your heart rate is up a little bit and you can have a healthy, like you can have a conversation um, and you don't feel like you're huffing and puffing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been doing zone two cardio three days a week on top of my lifts. So I'll do like a lift workout and then I'll do zone two cardio anywhere between 15 to 30 minutes a day. And this Hmm. is, again, this took time to have all this together, right? It did not start as you're working out five days a week, you're doing three days of zone two cardio, you're... It didn't happen overnight. No. Yeah. This is a seven-month process. Okay. So it took a lot of time. Um, And I think that's a huge part of it, too, is allowing yourself time and knowing that it's going to take a long time. If you are looking to have this quick fix, that is not going to be the thing that's sustainable. Yeah. That's not what's going to maintain your health for a long period of time. And this kind of this whole journey or this whole process has shifted also my goal um, in that, again, like I said, I don't have a physique goal, but I told someone the other day, someone asked me, what my fitness goal was and I said I want to age successfully Hmm. that's what I said Mm -hmm. and because that's how I truly feel because I see a lot of older people and just you know people who are maybe even 10 15 20 years my senior in a place of their health is starting to decline Mm-hmm. And maybe they're not as mobile anymore or they can't do the things that they used to do or everything hurts. And oftentimes it's because we're so focused on either work or our kids or other aspects of our life that we kind of let our health go to the wayside. But if you don't have your health, you don't get to have anything else. Sure. You know, you don't get to spend that extra time with your kids because you're sick in bed Mm -hmm. or maybe you're in the hospital and 
you know, maybe you have to be on a bunch of medication or you can't go walk around Disneyland with your kids because your knees hurt or whatever it is, I don't want that to happen to me. I just want to be healthy the rest of my life. And the only way to do that is to find consistent, sustainable things that you can do realistically your whole life. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Long journey. <laughs> yeah, quite the journey. <laughs> yeah. Never, but, never ending journey. Yeah. yeah. It really, yeah, it never stops. Like yeah. the, for especially, you know, since my goal is to age successfully, mm-hmm. um, it, yeah, it, it's not going to stop. But yeah. also, I didn't give myself these like crazy end goals, right? That I'm going to do this 30 day challenge or I'm going to get a six pack or whatever. Cause those things aren't, that's not longevity, mm-hmm. right? That's not something I can maintain. I mean, if I wanted to maintain a six pack, I would have to be at a severe calorie deficit long ass time. And, you know, nobody can enjoy life like that. You know, and you're so hyper-focused on can't have that, can't do this, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't want to live that way. Right now, I can live in a place where I can eat indulgent foods, but knowing that that, that's not going to kill me or that's not going to make or break me because consistently, 90% of the time, my meals are half veggies, quarter protein, quarter carbs. Right. (laughs) You know, healthy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's where I've been, and um, I don't know. Hopefully, some of those things can help other people, and if you need help kind of getting to that place or even selecting things that are small and doable, don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can find me, you know, Instagram, Facebook, maybe you know me in real life, text me, whatever, (laughs) and be like, hey, listen to your podcast. Can you help me do that? Yeah. You know? I'm going to get started, I think. What do you think your one thing's going to be that you're going to start with? Mm. Probably the walking. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of nice, actually. Like, I just put in, like, headphones yeah. and listen to a podcast or an audiobook or whatever. whatever I know you're a music person. Um, but it's kind of like my version of meditating, Sure, I guess. Like decompressing and stuff. Yeah, because yeah. I'm not sitting in front of a TV, which we, we do often. Uh-huh. Um, you it's know. a different kind of yeah. It's a different though. yeah. It's a different kind of turning your brain off. Yeah, you know. I mean, sometimes I have to not wear headphones just because the dogs are <laughs> <laughs> running wild, <laughs> and people are constantly asking me, "What kind of dogs are those?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hmm. like going to the dog park with little celebrities all the time, <laughs> <laughs> but um, they help. They help me a lot actually because if I do sit around all day, they let me know that I've been sitting around all day. Yeah, and they go. Okay, time to move. We'd like to move, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your Apple Watch that tells you, it's time to stand up. (laughs) They do that, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're going to start with some walking? I am. Cool. All right. I like it. But, yeah, if I could give any tip or trick, which I hate that saying, but to someone who was in Mandy's just pre-contemplation stage mm-hmm. has a goal but you're not ready to start like pick something small so fucking small one thing and just do that one thing nothing else you know and eventually you'll be able to add more and you'll feel good yeah so start there 
Nice. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to the first health and fitness episode. Like I said, we're going to try to do this once a month. Yes. To talk about all things in fitness. I mean, there's a lot to cover. Um, so, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Like we did last week, we're going to end with a rose, a bud, and a thorn, and what we're watching this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mandy, go ahead. Rose, bud, thorn. Don't have a rose or a bud. Okay. For health and fitness. Okay. You want to tell us why? I just haven't, I haven't done anything that I would consider. Actually, that you have a bud now. Well, I guess you're right. I guess I do have a bud now. Yeah. Walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're looking okay. forward to that's okay. what you're no, gonna no do. No rose, really, but a but a bud. All okay. Right. Yeah. What's your thorn bun? Oh, just. I mean, I literally quit the gym two days ago. Yeah. I've got a whole bunch of not so healthy food in my fridge right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And I'm not willing to throw it away. I mean, I you know. can't throw that's, away food. I do the same thing if I um, have indulgent food in my house I just I'm like well I'm not gonna be wasteful I'm just gonna fucking eat it yeah I'm gonna feel bad about it I'm gonna later. feel bad about it after I, I mean, eat now it now I I'm don't still gonna eat it yeah. yeah yeah I don't feel bad about it now because I bought that with intention but you know yeah yeah mm. but you're you're not there yet and that's okay yeah. yeah yeah so it takes time um and what I'm watching um the new season of AGT uh, America's Got Talent is is on now so anyone stand out yet um, like any acts that you were like, holy shit, that's so cool. A si- there's a singer. That oh, really? Pretty amazing, yeah. I always am surprised when singers are on America's Got Talent and they're not on a singing competition show. Right. Like The Voice or American Idol. Yeah. I'm always yeah. like, why did you pick America's Got Talent? Like, that seems strange. It does. But there's been a few. Like, there's been gone quite really a few. Far. I even think that um that's how one direction got their start was on like a uh i think it was because simon britain's got talent yeah i I think think simon yeah like signed them or something yeah 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 yeah. i don't think they were on a singing show i think they were on a talent show Mm -hmm. yeah well and then there's always magicians you know yeah i think the magicians so what do you get if you win america's got talent um a residency in vegas okay i think and like a million dollars or something oh worth it then yeah yeah Wow. All right. Okay. Your rose, bud, and thorn? Okay. My rose is that I've been really consistent, Mm -hmm. which we talked about. Yes. Which feels really stinking good. Yeah. You know, just having something that's sustainable and that I actually can stick with is freaking awesome. Um, A bud is I'm looking forward to continuing getting stronger. Again, because I'm not focused on any kind of physique goals or anything. I have been loving getting stronger, and I've been tracking the weights that I use every week, and I've been consistently being able to go heavier and feeling really strong with that. So that's been really awesome. Um, The thorn, I got sick a couple weeks ago, and it kind of brought my endurance down a little bit, which I was bummed about. But again, in my journal, I wrote, it's okay. You were sick. You'll, it'll get better. Tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's a new day. I literally write that. Yeah. I love it. And okay. Then, what are you watching? What am I watching? Um, Never Have I Ever. The yes. new season of Never Have I Ever. I really freaking like that show. It's the final season, and they just put it on Netflix. And it's actually, it's a teen show, but it's really funny, and it's really cute. 
And I just love the main character. I think she's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to get on that one. Yeah. It's on there. So check it out. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.